Hey everyone, this is Miss Akimoto with your next chapter of Threads. So yesterday, Clara was able to convince her parents to actually make the trip to China. So her parents want to go because they know that Clara has been really struggling since her sister passed away. And they think that this trip to China will help her kind of process her grief. And we know that Clara really wants to go because she thinks she can save Yu Ming. So let's read chapter 11, July 3rd through 6th, Hebei Province, China, Yuming. My mind races in the dreary sewing room as Lee and I stand over Kai. I recall the shimmering image of my former self that visited me in the barracks this morning, and I know with certainty that I can no longer wait around for somebody else to rescue me. It's time for me to rescue myself. I smile as I think of this. Wai Gong would be proud. Behind us, Mr. Zhang has finished screaming at the two girls in line. They stand side by side as if frozen. Go to the toilet and then get to work! He shouts crazily at nobody in particular before heading back to the door, unlocking it, and slipping out. Four thin boys, whose backs I've been staring at for months, make their way up to the seats in the row ahead of us just as the night guard hops off their table and heads for his chair, checking his watch. Any minute now, the next guard will take his place. Fine, Kai whispers angrily. What's your great idea then? His voice is harsh and bitter. Slowly, deliberately, he bends down to fold the large scrap of fabric he was lying on so the guard doesn't see him talking. The chugging of the sewing machines grows louder around us. Get to your machines! The guard yells across the room. What's taking so long in that back corner? My heart jumps. I look from Kai to Lee, then over Jing's head to the guard. Jing! I feel a pang of guilt for not including her, but surely the more people involved, the riskier it becomes. The door swings open behind us and the night guard again, and the day guard enters. The night guard turns his back for a moment. Swiftly, I whisper my idea to Kai. At lunch later that week, Kai, Lee, and I gulp down our food even more quickly than usual. After days of waiting, Mrs. Ma, the least cruel-seeming cook, and Mr. Sun, the guard with the voice that is the least sharp, are finally on duty at the same time. I watch Kai take a deep breath before giving Lee a quick shove. Lee slides off the bench, curls his tiny body into a ball, and begins to wail and moan. It's so realistic that for a moment I worry that he is coincidentally having stomach pains. Lee rocks back and forth, shrieks once, and is quiet. I jump out of my seat and kneel beside him on the floor as Jing and a few others stand to watch us. I stroke his hair. Lee, are you all right? Mrs. Ma walks towards us. Lee winks up at Kai and me before he wails again, turns onto his hands and knees, and rests his cheek on the filthy ground. My brother! Kai leaps to his feet when Mrs. Ma arrives at our side. He's ill! What's happening? She asks. Mr. Sun joins us. My brother is ill, Kai says again. I watch in shock and tears as I watch in shock as tears jump from his eyes and I look away down at Lee's dirty hair. I'm going to be sick, Lee moans. Not here you're not, Mr. Sun responds quickly. I can't help it. Lee curls into a ball again. My stomach. So get to the courtyard, he snaps, pushing at Lee with his foot. I need the bathroom, Lee whispers. Come, Lee, I say, pulling him gently. Come on.
Lee stands, wobbly, still hunched at the waist. I can't walk. I need my brother. Kai takes his other arm. The three of you are not permitted to leave the cafeteria, Mr. Sun says, as if he's reciting a rule from a sheet of paper. I look across at Kai, panicked. Now what? This wasn't part of our plan. Lee expertly falls to the ground, moaning again. I can't stand. I'm going to be sick. I need the toilet. I shrug and force myself not to smile at his acting skill. We'll each have to take an arm, I say. Lee begins to cough. Unless one of you will help him. I look from Mrs. Ma to Mr. Sun. Lee gags. Just go, Mrs. Ma says quickly. Mr. Sun nodding in agreement. I look down so she won't see my dishonest eyes. Kai and I take hold of Lee and we hobble together toward the door at the back of the cafeteria. If our plan succeeds, I'll never see this room again. I quicken my pace. I open the door with my free hand and, my heart thudding with nervousness and excitement, we push our way through. I don't look back. When Kai pulls the door shut behind us, the three of us glance at one another for a moment. No adults in sight. Already I feel free. Do not be foolish, Yu Ming, Wai Gong would say, though do not be careless. I peer into the dim, empty hallway with the stairway in the barracks to the second floor. Across from the stairs is the bathroom. Hurry, Kai demands, and we run toward the bathroom, the one I took Lee to less than a week ago. It feels like that was a different lifetime. For a minute, just a minute, I think of Bo's knotted pink scar and wonder what the consequence would be if Mr. Zhang were to discover us bolting down the hall, Lee not ill after all. But I force myself to stop. Concentrate, Yu Ming. Wai Po and Wai Gong would tell me whenever they would see that my mind was wandering from my studies. Concentrate. I motion to the bathroom. When we arrive at the doorway, it is open, as if waiting for us. Suddenly, I think I hear footsteps behind us. I spin around, but the hallway is empty. The door to the cafeteria is still shut. Kai grabs my hand pulls Lee and me into the bathroom and silently closes the door. The foul smell envelopes us. I breathe through my mouth, but the odor is so thick that it weaves its way into my nose anyway. The room is tiny. Outside, the light shines in through the gaps between the slats and the opening near the roof. The three of us crowd by the door to avoid the filthy rectangular hole in the cracked clay floor. Flies buzz, dive in and out of the opening of the ground, and swarm around our faces. A wave of nausea rises in me, but Kai and Lee seem unfazed. So, what's the next part of your plan? Kai whispers, suddenly sarcastic, as he eyes the opening above us that is too high to reach. My response is prevented by a quick, quiet knocking at the door. I freeze. Kai, Lee, and I look at one another. Lee clears his throat. Occupied, he calls out innocently, and I breathe a sigh of relief for this tiny con artist who, at probably seven years old, may possess more wisdom than I do. There's another knock, more urgent this time. I said I'm busy. Kai nods at Lee approvingly. Hurry, a familiar voice whispers from outside the door. Mr. Sun just left the cafeteria to find Mr. Zhang and tell him one of the new boys is ill. I glance from Kai to Lee again, reach for the door handle, and swing it open. Jing slides inside. 
She scrunches her nose at the smell and shudders. I'm coming with you. This is a long chapter, so we're going to stop there. Come back tomorrow to find out if Yu Ming is successful in escaping from the factory.